2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
3: Hello, Art History Babes listeners. It's Nat here, and I just wanted to let you all know that this is a reboot. If you didn't already see it in the description, the original podcast was released on November 11th, 2017 almost a full three years ago. So enjoy listening to our first ever baby episode about the amazing Marina Abramovich. Also, you know, going on in the world right now, we just released our first book. It's the Honest Art Dictionary, A Jovial Trip Through Art Jargon. And we're so proud, so excited. Pre-orders have been shipping the last two days. People have been getting their copies. It's amazing to see. Thank you, all of you who have been tagging us. Another thing, just a shout out to our awesome illustrator, Carmen Casado. She did such a spectacular job with all of our illustrations in the book. She created all of them based on our definitions and combining some of the terms into these just really interesting and fun artworks and you gotta see them i am so obsessed with them and i look at them all the time i know other people have already been commenting on how amazing they are we're very familiar with the text of this book read it many times but i'm still soaking in the beauty of these prints especially getting to see them on paper getting to yeah just see them brought to life So if you haven't already ordered your copy and you're interested, you go to our website. There's a link in the bio of this episode. Get your copy. We so appreciate the support. We put a lot of time and energy into that thing. We love you all. Enjoy the episode. Art history bay briefs.
2: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Natalie. I'm Jen. I'm Ginny, and we are the Art History Babes. And this is our first Art History Babes Brief. BB. Welcome. Welcome to the little BB episode. A H BBs. Fun. It is fun. It's a fun <laughs> so, thing. I like to say that. Today, we're doing our first BB episode on a very fascinating artist
1: by the name of Marina Abramovich. Marina Abramovich. 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 Mm -hmm. Abramovich. Ooh, Ooh, I like that name. It's a great name. She has a great name. And it is a Serbian name. Marina Abramovich was born in Belgrade, Yugoslavia on November 30th, 1946. So she came from a family of communists. So her great uncle and both of her parents were leaders of a communist led resistance to the access powers during World War II. So chiefly, Germany was who they were fighting against. So after the war, her parents were considered national heroes. And they were actually given positions in the post World War II Yugoslavian government. So, this is the background that she grew up in. She has described her family as having been the red bourgeoisie. So, she definitely experienced a not privileged but comfortable upbringing. And she was raised by her grandparents until she was six years old. They were deeply religious. So this was her background. But then when she was six, she began to live with her parents again. And that's when she started to take piano, French, and English lessons. However, she did not take art lessons but she still had an early interest in art and enjoyed painting. Abramovich describes her relationship with her mother as being very strict and violent. She was abusive, and this was a formative experience for her. And so she actually has said that up until she was 29 years old, she couldn't leave the house after 10 o'clock. So all of her performances had to be done before 10pm. So she was doing some pretty intense performance art and then had to be home by curfew. She would go on to study fine arts in the Academy of Fine Arts in Belgrade and did a postgraduate in Academy of Fine Arts in Zagreb in Croatia. And eventually would go on to teach as a visiting professor at the Académie des Beaux-Arts in Paris. I think I butchered the pronunciation. I'm terrible with French. But she also taught at Berlin University of the Arts. She knows
4: her stuff. And then when we're talking about... Abramovich. A large chunk of her artistic production is very much linked with her romantic as well as artistic partner Ulay. Mm. Marina met Ulay in 1975 in Amsterdam. Ulay is a German artist. They decided to live and work together, working on what they called relation work. So this was all work that they were co collaborators on, and they had this system for over a decade. In 1988, they decided to work on one final major work together as the deterioration of their romantic and artistic partnership was looming. And it's called The Lovers or The Great Wall, Lovers at the Brink. The whole theme of this work was that they would start on opposite ends of the Great Wall of China, Abramovich starting on the side of the Yellow Sea, and Ule starting from the side of the Gobi Desert. The entire process of walking the wall took three months, and each walked 2,500 kilometers, which is about 1,500 miles. And it actually took years to get permission from the Chinese government to film on the wall. So by the time they filmed, their romantic relationship had pretty much dissolved and they actually hadn't seen each other in quite some time. So there's a lot of emotional tension throughout this project. And so the project was shot in color, in 16 millimeter film, and you can watch it on YouTube now, it's a little over an hour. In addition to showing both Abramovich and Ulay traveling along the wall towards each other, There are also shots of people living by and around the wall, both artists' interactions and staying with people in their travels along the wall, and a lot of shots of the varying different landscapes that they traveled for all these many miles. And throughout, it's narrated by both Ulay and Abramovich as they detail their journeys the landscape, and most importantly, their emotions in knowing that this was going to be the last thing that they worked on and the last time that they would see each other for about 20 years. Abramovich is quoted saying in the film, before there was this strong emotional link with Ulé, so walking towards each other was like the power of a magnet. Our story would be the epic struggle of two suffering lovers being drawn to each other. And it's interesting because for the majority of the film, Ulay is wearing blue and Abramovich is wearing red. And so there's this draw between the two of them this whole time as they travel these many miles to meet each other, only to say goodbye at the time forever. Oh,
1: <laughs> that makes me want to cry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> at some points, they're very isolated. So it's just them walking along the wall. And at others, they're surrounded by many people, particularly on new and restored sections of the Great Wall of China. They both carried flags towards the end. And as they're walking towards each other, there are clips of their past together from private photos as well as clips of their performance art together. And then they meet, hug. Ulay talks and she can barely speak. The end of the film becomes the end of the relationship in a very poignant and powerful way. And so that is The Lovers. And we will have a link up. You can watch the whole thing on our website.
3: So, other notable performance pieces from Abramovich, because she's obviously very well known for her performance work. In 1997, she first performed Luminosity, which is Abramovich nude, sitting on a bicycle seat in the center of a white wall with a powerful stream of light illuminating her body. So, she's perched in a star position with her arms out to the side and her legs out in a V, and the light is really exposing her to the entire gallery and all of the viewers. She originally performed this work at the Sean Kelly Gallery in New York, and it presents Abramovich as extremely vulnerable to any visitor that comes into the gallery. Obviously, you're gazing upon her exposed flesh. And she explains that it's really a work about loneliness, about pain, and about spiritual elevation about luminosity and about the transcendental quality of the human being in general. She more recently performed luminosity for Art Basel in 2014 and for a show called 13 Rooms in 2013, where she had a full room where she was able to perform the piece. The next piece I would like to talk about is 512 Hours, which took place in the summer of 2014 at the Serpentine Gallery in London. Six days a week for eight hours a day, so Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Abramovich would stay at the Serpentine Gallery in the room with visitors and Abramovich would stay in the gallery and she had a total of 129,916 visitors over the span of the entire show. So it became an interactive exhibition where gallery visitors and Abramovich became the material of the exhibition. Abramovich would do a daily diary. I'm going to read you an entry right here. On Friday, the 13th of June, she said, At the end of the day, something happened so incredible that it opened my heart and made me cry, cry, cry. I was coming to the middle space, and I was seeing people like some sort of strange magnetic force. They are coming to the center of the room, and they are filling this podium, and there is no space anymore. They are turning and making a circle around and around and around, and at one point, all of the people come in in all spaces to the center, and they close their eyes with a smile on their face and just stood there. It was so overwhelming. It was so magical. I mean, she's just really exposing people to be vulnerable in the space. They have to leave everything at the door. So they're metaphorically and physically leaving all baggage. They have nothing with them and they have to just kind of be there and be exposed in the same way that she's exposing herself in a lot of her art. That's 512 hours.
2: The Artist is Present was a retrospective of Abramovich's work that was mounted by the MoMA in 2010. This retrospective was the first time her performance works had ever been re-performed by actors. The pinnacle of the exhibition was Abramovich's performance by the same name, The Artist is Present. This interactive performance required that Abramovich sit at a table in the center of the gallery every hour that her retrospective was open at the MoMA, without breaks of any kind. Spectators were allowed to enter the space one at a time and sit in the empty chair across from Abramovich. The variety of interactions, if you can call them that, was impossible to capture. However, the documentary, once again by the same name, The Artist is Present, does a captivating job of catching the highlights. The documentary is a must-see for those even the slightest bit curious about performance art, and it regularly pops up on Netflix, so make sure to catch that if you get a chance. This film is an interesting addition to Abramovich's career as much of her work engages with notions of ephemerality. The mere existence of the film raises questions concerning documentation of the quote ephemeral work. In other words if you visually document a work that is meant to be fleeting does that change the work? Not to mention she gained quite a bit of acclaim from the documentary so a lot of people know who she is from the documentary so in some ways it kind of alters what the work was meant to be, or how it began. In addition to providing archival evidence of the artist as present, the documentary provides audiences with an intimate look at Abramovich's life, process, and body of work. A personal favorite moment in the documentary is when she takes the actors that will be performing her pieces for the retrospective on a retreat. And it's a sort of avant-garde performance art boot camp, And it ends up being a pretty intense experience. This boot camp has actually grown since the documentary and even Lady Gaga underwent the Abramovich method. There's this pretty trippy video on Vimeo. It's really cool, actually, of Lady Gaga and Abramovich. It's a very artistically put together video of her time undergoing the Abramovich method. So the artist is present, is definitely a must-see, especially if this is your first time hearing about Abramovich. Be on the lookout for hopefully a full-length Episode on her work as there are many layers to discuss. Then we'll get a little more in depth and examine and discuss the ins and outs of her work because there is a whole lot to talk about. Thanks for listening.
3: Bye. <laughs> we are babes.
2: Hey everyone, I'm Corey, as you know, because I am also the host of the podcast that you're listening to at the moment.
0: And I'm Brian, which you'll remember me from the Spooky Corner series that we did. I have been tucked away under the cupboard all this time, and uh, we are permanently getting me out of the cupboard into a (laughs) new home, which is the Happy Harvest Horror Show.
2: Yeah, new podcast. Brian and I are taking our love for all things spooky full time. And we started another podcast called Happy Harvest Horror Show about all things spooky culture, monsters, demons, pumpkins,
0: ghosts, everything Halloween adjacent.
2: Yes, Halloween and Halloween adjacent. That's our whole vibe. I mean, it's that time of the year. It's late August. So if you're looking for something new to listen to that's kind of spooky and you like this podcast that you're listening to at the moment, then check out Happy Harvest Horror Show. We'll have a link in the show notes for you.
0: I hope you'll join us and have a spooky fun time.